I wanted to take this whole step of advertising to a different level. Because <clears throat> when B.J. Palmer talks about this, that like chiropractors need to advertise because it is a duty, I agree. I agree 100% that we should be advertising what we do because it is our duty because people don't know what we do. People think that what we do is crack backs and make you know, back feels, back people's backs feel better, which we do. <clears throat> but the reason they feel that way is because we've educated the public to think like if, you've, if you get guys were kids and you remember when you were young and the yellow page is the way you'd find chiropractors, you're going to find things called the eight danger signals in this. And there's like silhouettes of people pointing to their necks and pointing to their backs with like lightning coming off. That's what the advertising, it was and still is to some degree. A lot of it is back pain, neck pain, car accident, whiplash, headache related. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that advertising. The problem is, is that that's not the whole story. That's just like a dentist saying, the, only th the main thing I do is fill cavities. No, there's so much more that a dentist does than just fill cavities. But that's the, if that's the only thing that they focused on, then dentistry would be mostly a cavity-filling profession. But it's not. Dentistry is a, is a global profession with a lot of different pieces to it. So you have orthodontics, and you have periodontics, and you have you know, people who just want to go there to, for, for beauty and aesthetics and stuff. There's so many different things that dentistry does, and it's brilliant. But I'm, here's the, the problem with advertising. The problem with advertising is that it's media-driven, right? So the reason that chiropractors decided years ago to say, well, we better focus on back pain is because the media was driving people to think that what we do is back pain related because the few chiropractors that ever got in the news, it was always about something to do with back pain. So why is that important? Because let's look just at what happened in the last 24 hours here in Georgia with gasoline. Now, yes, there's some crazy hacker who maybe it was, a, you know, who knows, like if it was innocent or the guy was just playing around or this was really some sort of act of, you know, vengeance or something. And he messed with some gas line in Texas, which is affecting Georgia. And now a lot of the gas, like I don't know about you guys, but every single gas station I passed on my way here was empty unless you were getting diesel. Now, why is that? Now, is that only because we don't have gas? Or is it because the media decided to play it up and make it into a disaster like they do with everything else? And this, to me, is the biggest issue, is that what the media does, it goes shh, and it focuses on one thing, and then it plays it up so everybody gets totally hysterical about something. Is there really, like, supposedly we are, we are only dependent upon Texas for 30% of our gas, which means that the other 70% come from other places. But so why is it that we're all, it's because of hysteria, right? Because the media starts saying, we're going to run out of gas, we're going to run out of gas, we're going to run out of gas. And everybody's like, oh my God, run out of gas, right? This is the same thing like with the toilet paper issue when the, the you know, when the lockdown for, why was there no toilet paper? Right? This was not a diarrhea virus, right? This was, this was a respiratory virus. So why is there no toilet paper? Because the media started pushing, there's gonna be a shortage of toilet paper, shortage of toilet paper, people running out of toilet paper, and people start, I have a picture uh, on March 17th, when the lockdown started, on March 17th last year, 
I went into Kroger's with my wife, just like every other human being, went to Kroger's in Publix, wherever you went, <clears throat> and I have a picture of the toilet paper section of Kroger's that is totally empty, right? So what happens is the media drives what is that's going to happen out there. The media tells us what to think, and then we go out and we do it. That, to me, like, I have no problem with freedom of speech. I'm totally for the Constitution, freedom of speech, yay, go Constitution. But <clears throat> the problem I have is the media has overstepped their boundaries. And now what they're doing is they, they're telling us what to think and we go out there and we do it. So the media said, wow, we can capitalize on this thing. That I'm sure they didn't want to create a gasoline crisis. That's not what their thought was. But now I have patients yesterday calling me up saying, I can't come because I don't have enough gas. I have patients telling me that some of their friends and relatives were stuck in different places in the country and they like down in Florida or in Alabama and they were on vacation and now they can't come back because they don't have any gas. <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> this is a little insane. <clears throat> and the media is driving this and I'm really sick of it. I'm really sick of that we have to listen to what the media tells us what to do. And that is exactly the point <clears throat> that what, what, what BJ was talking about was he's saying chiropractors have a duty to advertise Yes, but we have a duty to advertise what's true and not just what is convenient or what's easy. And the biggest reason why people in our profession do not advertise what we really do is because it's a lot harder to explain. It's pretty easy for me to say, here's your spine, I touch your spine, your spine feels better. That's pretty easy, right? Because I'm working right on your back. <clears throat> it's not easy to have a discussion like I did yesterday with a father whose son is on the spectrum to explain to him what I'm gonna do for this kid and how my chiropractic adjustments are going to reconnect a disconnection, how my suggestions for exercises are going to help that little boy reconnect some of those disconnections when he's not in the office and that, <clears throat> and he's like, well, how are we going to measure what it is that we're doing here? You know, are we going to measure how, how many words he has? No, that's not the measure. The measure isn't how many words he gets because I'm not a speech therapist. That's not my goal. You know, my, I can't write that as a goal. It's, it's out of my scope. But what I can do is I can say, well, how is his nerve system doing? And how do we know that? The tests that we perform. So if we perform some functional neurological testing, and we saw how he, well, how he didn't do particularly well on these tests before, and now he's doing better. Now I know that he's improving. <clears throat> Just another example. We had a patient, an adult come in for back pain. So if you want to talk about back pain? We had an adult come in for back pain. Every 10 visits in the beginning, I do a re-exam. So we did a re-exam on him yesterday, and he said, I'm not much better. Like that was his comment to the intern, I'm not much better. Okay, let's see. Range of motion was 100% improved. He had all these limitations and now he doesn't, right? A lot of the other functional tests, his balance was 100% improved. Like everything was giantly improved. So I said to him, look at all these things. This is really great news. You may not be feeling better, but you're healing better. You understand the difference? So it's not just about how someone feels is about how someone is healing. And what that does is it teaches them, oh, my body sometimes has to heal before I can feel. 
there's a time difference. There's a delay sometimes between how the body is healing, which means it's got to take stuff like, how does a body heal? A body has to remove all the, identify the bad stuff, remove the bad stuff, put in new good stuff. That doesn't happen like this. Because the first thing about it is to say, okay, what's not good and what is good? Okay, this is bad, so I need to take this out, and now I need to replace it with this. That takes time. And that's the thing that we have to educate our patients about. Our very impatient patients want something instantaneously, and I don't blame them, right? I don't blame them because Tylenol takes away pain pretty quickly. Dones takes away pain pretty quickly. So I want the same thing that Dones does, and Tylenol does, and Advil, and Ibuprofen, and Aleve, and all these other things. Sure, I want that, but that's not how healing occurs. That's just how blocking nerve information occurs when you take a drug like an Aleve or a Tylenol or something. You're just blocking the nerve information. <clears throat> so what we need to do as chiropractors is we need to advertise what we really do. And what we really do is not fix back pains and neck pains and strains and cricks and all that kind of stuff. That's not what we do. What we do is we work on the brain and the spine and the nerve system together as a unit. You can't make an adjustment. I don't care how you know, early you are on in your studies or if you've been doing this like me for 30 or more years, <clears throat> you can't make an adjustment without affecting the brain and nerve system. Dr. Four, uh, who the, one of the founders of Activator, has shown us studies that show that every adjustment we make lights up the brain in certain areas. Every adjustment we make lights up the brain. So understand the power of what it is that we do, and that's what we should be advertising. We should be telling people that is what we do. We're affecting your brain every time. I don't care whether it's back pain or autism or whatever else in between, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're seeing. Regardless of what the adjustment is, regardless of the style of the adjustment, whether it's a network adjustment or it's a constant adjustment or it's a drop table adjustment or it's an activator adjustment, every adjustment <clears throat> affects the brain. And then we have a lot of the people who just want to hang their hats on like EMGs, like, oh, look at the, look at the great readings of our muscle. That, well, that's good, but that's not what we do. I'm not just affecting muscles. You know, I, and yes, it, it, does, it is a nice indication that your muscles around that area are working better, but really what we're doing is we're affecting the brain. You want to do something, you want to have, I, what I think we should have in, in our profession is all of us should be having EEGs. Right? So one of these days, EEG is going to be like the thing in our profession. Everybody's going to wear some kind of a cap when they first come in. You're going to check out the brain scan. We're going to adjust them. Look at how your brain is lighting up. Right? Because that, that to me is a much better <coughs> indication of what's happening. It's not just the muscles. Right? That's a, a small indication. <coughs> and you can extrapolate and say, well, if the muscles are being affected, the nerves going up to the spine and down the ball can be affected so the brain is being affected it's a secondary way to measure that but it's really not direct what we need to tell people <clears throat> excuse me is directly what we do and what we're doing is we're taking care of the brain and the spine and nerve system so yes advertising is ethical advertising is one of the most important things we do but uh, we, we need to understand that what we what we tell the media is what the media tells the public we have created our own problem in chiropractic. The way to get out of the problem is by starting to consistently tell the public what it is that we really do 
So that, not that I mind, but what happens almost every single day with every new patient who comes in is they say one sentence to me after I explain to them, or, and my interns explain to them, what it is the chiropractic does. What's the one sentence I always get? I never heard that before. Even though a lot of these people have been to chiropractors for years and years. I never heard that before. I didn't know you guys did that. I just thought you guys were affecting the brain, uh, the, the spine. I had no idea you guys had such far-reaching potentials. <clears throat> and that's what I really want us to understand as we're moving forward, especially today, <clears throat> we're gonna talk about so many different things. I want us to really understand all the different ramifications and understand that what, what, you, what you guys need to do now in your clinic, uh, experience in your practices, in your peak experience, wherever you happen to be, is you need to explain to patients what it is that we really do. And advertising is so important. And how should we advertise? This is the only, this is the best reason to use Facebook. One of my new patients yesterday said, the way I found you was on Facebook. And I don't put, I don't put like what I'm eating today on Facebook. That's not what people are looking to see what is Dr. Rubin eating. What they're looking on Facebook to see is what is Dr. Rubin telling us about chiropractic today? What is Dr. Rubin telling us about pregnancy? What is Dr. Rubin telling us about kids, the kids that he takes care of? What is Dr. Rubin telling us about what is going on in his office in terms of all the miracles? That's the thing that needs to be on Facebook, right? Facebook should be an advertising tool for you, a free advertising tool, instead of a, a tool that, sh that tells people what you're eating and where you are and how many friends, how many likes you have on something, right? That's what advertising should be. Advertising should be, <clears throat> You can do so much advertising for free using the amazing social media that we have, but use it for advertising because that to me is the most important thing. And then start, if all of you start teaching people out there, all your patients, what chiropractic is, and then so on. And so can you see the magnitude of that? But if we wait, we say, well, I can't do that because I'm just a student, right? Because I get it all, I'm just a student, you know, I'm just an intern. I can't do that. Yes, you can. When does it start? What do you think you're gonna start doing the, the best practice advertising? Are you gonna wait until, oh, I have to wait till I graduate. Why do you have to wait till you graduate? I'm not, and I'm not, saying you need, I'm not saying to advertise for yourself. Hi, I'm so-and-so chiropractic intern, come see me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying advertise chiropractic, teach people. Imagine if everybody, so here we have 82 people on, <clears throat> online here, and let's see, one, two, three people here. <clears throat> so we have 86 people here. Imagine if all 86 of you spent time advertising on all your Facebook pages and Instagram pages about what chiropractic is instead of all, like lately I've been seeing on Instagram all these people dancing. I'm like, okay, that's really cute, but who cares? Like, I appreciate that you're following some sort of beat and, you're, and there's, some, there's some like body that you put your head on top of it. That's cute. But that, does, that, does that sell anything? Does it explain anything? Does it do anything? No, people say, oh, that's fun, huh? Next, next. <clears throat> Get people to stop and say, oh, I didn't know that. That's what someone, that's advertising. The way advertising works is someone saying, huh, I didn't know that, huh, I want that. That's how advertising works, right? <clears throat> so chiropractic, we are way behind on advertising and I hope we can figure this out and I hope we can learn the lesson from our gasoline crunch right now that the media controls things, so the more of us put out to the media what we really do, the more we're gonna change what the media says about what we do.